you have come to the place where you can learn to harness the power of intention, to create subconscious beliefs that serve you, and to gain insights that allow you to create a life personally and professionally that you desire. This is the place where you leverage your subconscious mind and design your destiny. Join me now, your host, Penny Chason. On today's episode, I'm going to be chatting with a friend and former client, Lisa Marie Pepe. My friend Lisa is a confidence coach, an online visibility expert, and a five-time number one international best-selling author and co-creator of the Art of Unlearning anthology series and Mindset Mastery for Entrepreneurs. She's been featured in Forbes, The Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and several other noteworthy publications. Lisa is truly a heart-centered and passionate entrepreneur who is all about her clients and her student success. Today, Lisa is going to share how she has done the inner work to grow not only as a person, but in her business. Join me now as I talk to Lisa Marie. All right. Hey, 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 everyone. It is Penny back with you today. And this is a what I'm going to call a bonus episode, because this is a bonus for you. I want to show you or allow you to see what a difference subconscious transformation can make in your life. And I have a special guest today. My guest is someone that I've known for seven years, way back in Connecticut. And we kind of, you know, got separated by space and time. And then whoever would have known our paths crossed again in the way that they have. And this is a very meaningful relationship that we have. It's like old souls that have reconnected after all of this time. But this is someone who's special to me. And she has a very special story. Lisa Marie Pepe is a six-time number one international best-selling author. She has worked with women to tell their stories or to showcase them to tell their stories of how they've gone through transformation. As a transformation coach, she's recently been featured in Forbes magazine. So I'm so excited for her for that. And at the end of this podcast, I'm going to give her an opportunity to make a special announcement about something that she has that will be in the works and active at the time that you are hearing this. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce my friend, Lisa Marie Pepe, and I'm going to let you take it from here. Why don't you fill in a little bit of the blanks about yourself so people get to know you better? Hi, Penny. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, This is all very exciting. And yes, we go way back. I cannot believe it's been almost seven years since we met. It's crazy how time flies. So yes, uh, everything you said so far was accurate. You know, we just published our sixth number one international best-selling anthology. And just yesterday, um, I was featured in Forbes. So that came as a uh, not quite as a surprise because I was told that I was going to be accepted and my my piece would be featured, but I, I didn't know when. So when I woke up yesterday morning, it was a pleasant surprise to wake up to, right? Because I didn't know when it was going to come out. In addition to helping women uh, really transform their lives from the inside out, 
what I've focused on primarily in the last several years of my business has been to work with passionate and purpose-driven entrepreneurs, people very much like myself and like you, uh, who are here to make an impact, to leave a legacy. And the two primary areas that I've focused on with these individuals is really helping them to overcome fear and to develop what I call rock solid confidence. And then also working with strategy in terms of building an online brand and an online business. And I like to call that vibrant online visibility. So I combine both the confidence coaching and the visibility strategy and two things that I absolutely love. And they're, you know, they've just merged and found a marriage. And so we've just stuck with it and it's worked. So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to have you here. And you are very specific to something that I'm passionate about, which is confidence and visibility, mm-hmm. because those two things tie back to our self-love, absolutely, our self-acceptance, and the more readily we love ourselves and accept ourselves, the easier it is to align with what we're here to do in this life. And to show up and to do it fearlessly. And, you know, when you and I reconnected back in 2018, there were a lot of things going on in your life at that time when we just happened to reconnect. I would really love it if you're open to sharing a little bit about where you were at that time and the things that were kind of impacting you, because I I believe that that is a story that doesn't live in isolation. Sure, absolutely. And I'm, I'm happy to share. So back in 2018, there were a couple of things happening simultaneously in addition to trying to run an online business full-time. But I was still struggling with uh, chronic pain that was the result of a car accident I had had in 2011 and then a surgery that followed that in 2014. And that's when you and I first met. I was right when I had had surgery. And, you know, I had received a diagnosis of CRPS, which is chronic regional pain syndrome, back in, I think, 2016. And that for me was a bit devastating in the sense that For once in my life, it had a label, but I didn't like the fact that it was labeled as a chronic pain condition. Because when you hear the word chronic, you think lifetime, you think lifetime of suffering. And even though I had been suffering physically uh, from pain from 2011, I always sort of kept that glimmer of hope that it wasn't a permanent condition. And then when I got that diagnosis in 2016, and it's not something I really shared frequently with a lot of people because I didn't want to be a victim to it. I didn't want that to define my reality. And I didn't want people to think of me as someone, oh, the girl who has that chronic pain disorder, right? However, it was very much a part of my life every day. And, you know, it's something that at times it it felt unbearable. You know, it felt scary. It just hurt some days and I would cry and, and sort of, you know, ask God for, you know, mercy and just to take away the pain. But there was also something else happening simultaneously in my life. And that was that my mom, the woman who, you know, gave me life, the woman who was there for me through thick and thin, through all of my ups and downs was going through her own personal hell. And that's really the best way I can put it. Right when I launched my business in 2014, it was the year right after, it was 2015. And my mom, who had been a nurse for close to 40 years, suddenly found herself unemployed. 
And she was actually let go from a position which she had held for almost 38 years. And within a matter of days, which very quickly turned into weeks, months, the woman that I knew my entire life as this strong, rock-solid person who could take on anything, who would get through anything, I watched her deteriorate very fast, psychologically, emotionally, and then eventually physically. And, you know, I've mentioned this before, but for anyone who, you know, is not familiar with my story, my mom did pass away this past February in 2020. And when people have asked me, you know, what happened, you know, you know, what did she pass away from? It's not something that I can say like, oh, it was cancer or, oh, it was a heart attack or, oh, it was, you know, this particular condition. But I, what I say is that my mom really died from a broken heart because at 61 years old, her heart literally was torn into pieces when she lost her life's work. And she kind of gave up on herself. You know, she fought in the beginning, but eventually she just gave up. She gave up on herself. And so when people even ask me today, you know, what happened? What happened? And I'm like, honestly, I think she just got tired of fighting, fighting herself, fighting her battles from years ago, fighting childhood trauma that had resurfaced. And so not a lot of people know that part of my life or that part of my story, but I was dealing with all of that in the background the entire time that I was trying to run a business, trying to overcome a chronic pain condition, all of it. Right. And you lead into something that's really important there that I want to touch on, and that is identity. Because you mentioned not being identified as that person with this chronic pain disease. And yet you also talk about your mother's broken heart and how this is my perception. But this happens with many people that I see in the work that I do. We become attached to who we perceive ourselves to be, our identity we become attached and identify ourselves as to what is external to us. And it can create emotional pain for us. And all of these things, there's no doubt, all of these things impacted your business. But we also, when we have all of these things going on, especially when it's a parent involved, Mm -hmm. we tend to put ourselves on the back burner we all tend to take care of others first. And you and I happened to chat one day and I mentioned to you how hypnosis could be effective for CRPS. It has been shown. And I want to stress to those people who are listening, if your reflex response is, you know what, a lot of people's pain is all in their head. I'm going to tell you that all pain is in the brain, whether it's emotional mental or physical, if your brain doesn't process it and allow you to feel it, you won't be aware of it. That's how you see people commit heroic acts when they've been physically injured and you're like, oh my gosh, how did they go back in that burning building? Or how did they pull that person out of the car? Pain serves to tell us we have something in our life that needs attention. And while CRPS is a physical response. There are things that happen in the nervous system that create this. 
it is inevitable that when we experience a chronic condition of any kind, we're going to have an emotional component to that because it impacts everything that we do when you experience that. So would you mind sharing about where you were with taking care of yourself and like what prompted you to reach the point where, okay, I have all of these things going on, but it's time to do something for me. Sure. So everything you said, I agree with, you know, my main focus you know, in spite of all the other things I was trying to do to run a business, it really was taking care of my mom because, I mean, first and foremost, I loved her and I really didn't want to see her suffer. So if it meant, you know, taking time out of my day to go to a doctor's appointment with her or go to a psychiatrist with her because she couldn't really fend for herself at one point because, you know, she had deteriorated so much, I was okay with that. Except I was still dealing a lot with the physical symptoms and the emotional symptoms of CRPS. But one of the things that really prompted me to seek outside support and outside help was the fact that I was becoming a prisoner to my own fear. And so for anyone that suffers with any kind of chronic pain condition or any other emotionally or physically debilitating condition, in our minds, we tell a story. We create a story for ourselves. And mine, for the longest time, was being terrified of bumping into someone, of someone physically touching me in a way that would then set off a chain reaction of events where it would knock me out of commission for a couple of days. Because as with many conditions like this, you know, CRPS is something that even the skin can be sensitive to touch. And it's very difficult to explain that to people when you're trying to understand what this disorder is. And yet I could say, listen, there are days when wearing a t-shirt hurts, right? And how do you explain that to someone? Well, it's nerve damage, it's peripheral nerve damage, and you know, and so of course it becomes very sensitive. But essentially, I had had a really bad experience when I went to my first physical therapist following my surgery. And that fear, and I'll just share briefly. So I had had a couple of physical therapy sessions with this individual, and I really didn't care for them. They weren't kind. They weren't compassionate. And I'm not used to people like that. I feel that I'm a kind, compassionate person, and I believe in tough love, but I don't believe in being mean. And the person I had seen uh, several times was mean, just downright mean, and would say really hurtful things to me during physical therapy. And on more than one occasion, when I had said, no, that's enough, like if he was stretching my arm or, you know, trying to get me with a range of motion exercise, I knew my body well enough. I was an athlete my whole life. I was a massage therapist in my previous life. Um, I knew where my threshold of pain was and where it wasn't. And a couple of times he had just completely just not listened at all, just like disregarded how I was feeling. And I developed a severe phobia of allowing other people to touch me because of that. So I stopped going to physical therapy for a very long time. Eventually, I you know went into the water and did water therapy, which helped. You were the one who helped me actually in, in 2014 with that. But for many years after, I was essentially, you know, I was living an incredible life online, but in physical person, like personal life, I was terrified. I wasn't going to conferences because I was afraid to fly. 
I was afraid to travel. I was afraid to sleep in a hotel bed. All these things, and it may sound crazy, but again, when we're dealing with you know chronic things or our own mindset, our own head will create, it'll create a fictitious story to keep us safe, right? And I knew that if I was going to be a serious entrepreneur, someone who was really going to make a difference in the world, really run a business that would fulfill me and, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially, I knew I had to overcome these fears because I was holding my, myself back on so many levels. I was being invited to speak. I was being invited to conferences. I was being invited to retreats and I would not go because I was terrified of feeling pain. That was my biggest fear. And oh my God, if I fly, if I go here, what if I can't lift my luggage? I mean, my brain would spiral out of control when I thought about even doing these things. And that is when I sought your help out. And yeah. I was like, look, I need, I need to fix this because it's, it's costing me now. If you're like most people that I have worked with, either in group or one-to-one, then most likely you are someone that seeks out journaling opportunities, yoga, meditation, to create a sense of calm and peace in your life. What if I told you that there is a practice that not only allows you to introduce peace and the sense of calm in your life, but it does so by releasing negative beliefs, recognizing the truths about you, that you are lovable, that there's never been anything wrong with you, all while allowing you to create a deeper connection spiritually? then I'm sure you're going to want to get in on this. So I want you to head over to the website, pennychason.com forward slash release and get on the wait list now because the doors are opening soon on release, renew, realign. You bring up something very important and that is stories. We create stories our entire life about who we are, how we can show up, what people will think of us. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, you know what? I don't experience chronic pain. This isn't about me. This is about you because fear in stories will run our life if we don't develop awareness in the insight to shift those stories. So tell everybody what happened next. So... <laughs> I sought the uh, support and help of a very good hypnotherapist that I happen to know of. Her name was Penny, uh, just in case anybody's wondering. And we started on an incredible journey of healing and of just reframing my whole story, right? The story that I had in my head about all the things that could go wrong, we dove in and it was a beautiful experience. It was terrifying at times because I felt so raw and so vulnerable. But because you were there to support me through that process, I knew that even in feeling that vulnerability and that rawness and really getting to the root causes of the fear, which were obviously the biggest things, right? Because if we can identify what those are and we can heal those, then, well, sky's the limit. So, it was during that period that I worked with you very intensely doing seventh path self-hypnosis. And it was a beautiful experience and one that I still use even today. I still do it. I do self-hypnosis every single day. And that's something that I really want to 
a highlight because particularly when you're dealing with chronic pain and you're in the middle of all of these family issues, things don't always rapidly resolve because there are so many layers of the onion to peel. We like jump off the starting line and adjust and then we find ourselves, you know, coming upon another hurdle and then it's time to address that hurdle. And with all of my clients, it's now mandatory, really. I shouldn't say mandatory, but I ask of and I expect all of my one-on-one clients to now practice this insight-based self-hypnosis because it continues to peel the layers in between our sessions. And once the sessions are done, it gives you a tool to continue to peel those layers back as things come up in life. And personally, I have found it valuable in my own life. And something very exciting happened for you last fall. I wasn't directly involved with it. However, you overcame a major, major hurdle. And I am just like so freaking proud of you. Like I was doing a dance going, yes, 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 she (laughs) did it. Because it's not my place to push you to do things that are uncomfortable. Sometimes we have to decide when that time is right for ourselves. And I don't counsel anybody. I don't tell people what to do. I lead you on a path that allows you to decide when you're ready to hit that self-discovery yourself. Yes. So, after we concluded our seventh path self hypnosis program, and uh, you worked with me, and you you were such an angel during all of it. I know I called you a couple times because I was just so raw and so vulnerable after a session, or was feeling really, you know, just fearful of my own emotion, really. And you were there to support me, and I definitely became a stronger person as a result of that entire process. And so I had this opportunity last fall to actually go to my mentor, John Lee Dumas's home in Puerto Rico. And uh, John Lee Dumas is someone who is very well respected in the podcasting world, uh, very well respected in the entrepreneurial world. And I had this incredible opportunity to fly to Puerto Rico and not only just to meet him, but to meet some other incredible people who are also mentors of mine, Selena Sue and a couple of other people. And I was afraid to go, but I booked those tickets. And not only did I go, but I had an amazing time and I felt no pain while I was away. None. So all the stories I had made up in my own head prior to all this never even came true. And so I would like to say, and like to think, I do know actually that it was definitely this path of seven, you know, the seventh path that helped me to get onto this whole new trajectory of the way I think and perceive myself and what I'm capable and not capable of doing. And that was an incredible experience. It opened so many doors for me. Right. And sometimes we just have to trust. And sometimes we trust through fear that we have. I want to take a moment just about the seventh path. People think, ah, self-hypnosis, you know, yeah, maybe I'm not visual. This isn't that type of process. This is a process where 
in a subconscious way, you begin to realize, to recognize some things that are very true about all of us and to get into a state of renewal in this process. And for me personally, it is not a standalone process. There are other things that I do, but it is a key component to me staying aligned with who I am, to clearing out negativity as it comes up in my life. Would you mind sharing like how this fits in to your routine just as a whole? Because if I had to bet, it's not the only thing you're doing. No, it's most definitely not. It is a piece of my comprehensive uh, self-care. And, you know, one thing though is for sure, there are very few things that I'm willing to give up. And yet I still have to make exceptions from time to time. But doing the seventh path, self-hypnosis each day is not one of them. Prayer is not one of them. And then physical exercise. Those are the three must have, must, you know, non-negotiable self-care acts that are in my calendar every day. And (laughs) I have done consistently, even when I was away, I would, I would still practice. I would, you know, lay in the bed at night and, and do the, the seventh path. And I have to say, I've gotten to a point where I'm so in tune to my own body and to my mind and to that meditative, deep, deep meditative hypnotic state that it's almost like transcendental. I know it's not what it is, but that's the way it feels at times. It feels so amazing to know that I can take myself deeply into this world where it's nothing but absolute peace. The mind, the body, the soul all just sort of come together and I feel nothing but peace. And I really didn't have a way to find that beforehand. Yeah. And that's the ultimate goal of the process. I mean, when we have stories, beliefs, fears, frustrations, anger, when those things have to be taken care of first, it will begin to clear that out. But it's about this deeper spiritual connection. It's about silencing your mind so that you can have focus and presence and joy in whatever it is that you're doing in life. And when people come into my workshop, and I would love your insight and opinion on this, when people meet resistance in the practice, or they're feeling a little uncomfortable with it, you know, I always reassure them because it is true. That's, that's your mind wanting to hold on to the old stuff before you begin to let it go. But it is persistence and consistency that are going to get you to this place of peace, calm, and joy. You have to have the stick to I can't remember where I first heard that. That's not my word. But you have to have the stick to to say, no, this, this is what I desire in my life, and I'm committed to bringing it into my life. What do you think about that? Your thoughts? No, I think it's absolutely true. You're not going to see results from anything instantaneously. And the things that do provide instantaneous gratification or instantaneous uh, relief, they don't last. That's the problem. And so if you truly are vested in long-term gain, long-term healing, long-term and sustainable uh, peace of mind, right? Peace of body, peace of soul, all of it, 
you have to be willing to do the work. And that's true of anything, whether it's seventh path, you know, whether it's practicing, you know, musical instrument, whether it's working on your business, you have to be in it for the long haul. Anything worth doing is worth doing well. And that does mean that it has to be consistent and persistent, even on the days where you don't feel like it, even on the days where it may not feel perfect. It's okay. Just do it. Do the process. That The process doesn't have to be perfect. There have been times where I'm laying there and I'm like, shoot, I, oh man, I said that one out of order, right? Or something like that. It's okay though, right? It's not meant to be a perfected practice. It's perfect in, it, in its like own right. And so if you want the significance of feeling long-term peace, learning how to achieve long-term, just, I mean, peace is the word that keeps coming up, but Getting getting to that place, it does take persistence like anything else. And you have to use it or you lose it. Like muscles, like everything else, like your brain power, like if you're not using it every day, if you're not accessing it every day, chances are, you know, you might fall off the wagon. So for me, it's become a way of life. It, it's no different than bathing or, you know, uh, checking my email. Like it's just a way of life. It's things that I do every day in the course of the day. What would you say is the biggest impact that giving yourself the gift of this practice and even the one-on-one sessions? I mean, it could be business, it could be mental, it could be relationships. What what would you say is the biggest impact? The biggest impact for me is that it taught me that it's okay to feel my emotions without getting swallowed up by them. And that for me was by far the greatest breakthrough because for years I feared feeling sad or angry or depressed because that reminded me of a former time when I had gone through a significant depression. And so for years I tried to avoid feeling anything but happy and good and that's a really hard mask to keep on because we're human. We are going to feel sad. We're going to feel anger. We're going to feel fear. And I truly believe that Seventh Path enabled me, taught me that I could feel my emotions. I could feel them fully, but that I didn't have to be a victim to them. They didn't have to dictate my entire well-being for the day or the week or the month. And what did I really feel the most significance from it was when I knew that my mom was going to pass away. That by far came into play because I practice seventh path every day. And every day I knew it was one day closer to when she might pass, I had seventh path to ground me. And so I could go from hysteria to crying and and begging and feeling such raw emotion over the fact knowing that I was going to lose my mom. And then yet going into seventh path and going into that deep, deep, you know, self-hypnosis and coming out and feeling like I had not come apart at the seams, like I was still intact. I was still a whole person. And I really believe that was the most beautiful thing that came about from that. There were so many other good things, but it wasn't until I really experienced probably the worst thing that I could have ever experienced in my life. And yet I was still okay afterward. I'm speechless because for those of you listening, if you don't bring anything else out of this episode, rewind that part. 
because what she just shared with you is what I've been on a two-year journey of transforming myself. It's all a part of this process of being able to allow yourself to experience, but to not get stuck. On top of breaking free of the fear and the stories and all of these other things. So if there's someone out there, for whatever reason, maybe it's they just want a deeper spiritual connection. Maybe they've had a taste of being in alignment and they want to learn to stay in that place of alignment where they can feel this peace and things just easily flow through them. Or maybe they have ish to get rid of in their lives and they want a gentle process to do it and they are not ready for one-on-one hypnosis. What would you say to someone about this practice? What would you tell them that would help them to say, you know what, I'm ready for this. It's time. For me, this is a no-brainer. I mean, I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but if you are truly looking for a way that is practical as well as spiritual, right? Because sometimes things are a little bit too like woo-woo, like way out there. I needed something that was practical, but I needed something that could also help me heal from the inside out. And if you're on the fence, you have nothing to lose, nothing. You have everything to gain, nothing to lose, everything to gain. Because true emotional freedom is priceless, that is priceless. You cannot put a price on how it feels to feel one moment completely and utterly sad and, you know, just this sort of crushing, you know, an overwhelming sadness and grief, but then to know within minutes that, hey, I'm still okay. It didn't swallow me up. It didn't swallow me whole. You can't put a price tag on that. And I know way too many people that are living out of you know, their reaction, they're reacting to the things that are happening in their lives. And it's because they don't know how to really feel their emotion and then sort of step back from it, right? They're so caught up in that moment of anger and fear and rage and all of it. Whereas this process can teach you that it's okay to feel those things, but you don't have to react out of those things. And so it's a no-brainer. Like there's not even a question why you shouldn't try this. Nothing is going to happen that you wouldn't want to happen. Sky is the limit. Yeah, and that's beautiful. And for people wondering like, what is the seventh path? Seventh path is a spiritual self-hypnosis that is the backbone of my release, renew, realign workshop. It is not the entire workshop, but it's the backbone that carries through the process of allowing you to develop awareness, to gain insight, and to release these things, to bring yourself into alignment. Lisa, I think that you just really did a fantastic job of wrapping it up for us. So I want you to share with my listeners how they can connect with you, work with you. And also, by the time this episode is published, I think you're going to have something very exciting going on in your own life. So why don't you share that as well? Sure. Thank you. So first of all, I've had an amazing time here. And uh, it just, you know, our conversations always flow so effortlessly. So the best way to get in touch with me would actually be uh, by going to my brand new website, which is my name. It's www.lisa, 
Marie Pepe, that's P-E-P-E dot com. And if not there, please do look me up on Facebook. And if all else fails, I tell people to Google me because as a visibility expert, I try to make myself really, really findable online. And by the time this airs, which is, you know, hopefully by the time I'm ready to go, I will have already launched my own podcast as well. And so that is something that I'm working uh, diligently on every day. And it's just so exciting. And I can't wait for the world to hear. Absolutely. For those of you who are looking with how to connect with Lisa Marie, go to the show notes for this episode and you will find all of the links there. Thank you all very much for joining us and consider making subconscious transformation a part of your life because it will truly set you free. I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in today. I would love it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a positive review about how this episode has helped you to improve your life. When you leave a positive review, it helps us to reach even more people, helping them to change their lives. And that positive energy and vibration of sharing comes back to you as we spread the message of how you can use the power of intention creating stronger subconscious beliefs in raising our vibration to create the life that we desire, the one that we're here to truly live so that we can fulfill our purpose in life. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.